everybody, and welcome to another episode of Let's Get Lost, a Let's Get Critical Critical podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Jay. I'm Jesse. And I'm A. I'm Andreas. And we are here today to talk all about Season 3, Episode 10, Trisha Tanaka is dead. She's dead. She's dead. <laughs> I don't know what else there is to say. I wish you guys could have seen Andreas because that was, <laughs> frankly, one of the most comical things I've seen in the time we've been recording together for three years. I, you know, I'm sorry, Jesse. I, I think that the last episode, I do things. I don't know what they're for. Good vibes, oh, I guess. Uh, <laughs> All right. Okay. Housekeeping. Yes. There's nothing new to announce to you other than we appreciate you all. We appreciate mm-hmm. you sending your messages to us, your questions, mm-hmm. your comments, your, your mm-hmm. hypotheses, your predictions, all of that stuff. Please do that on yep. social media. Yeah. Instagram is the best way. Uh, the information for our Instagram is in the episode description. So head over there, follow us, send us direct messages or post in the comments if you keep it spoiler free. Uh, we also greatly appreciate ratings and reviews of the show as well as downloads, uh, subscriptions, follows, all that good stuff. Uh, it helps us get our name out there and grow our listener base. And also it helps us uh, understand how you're feeling about the show. If there's things we can improve on, if there's things that you like, that you want us to keep doing. Um, I was I, I paused because I was like, if there's things that we can improve on. Well, I'm sure one of the I'm biggest sure. complaints is the, the lack of consistent programming. However, <laughs> we do our best. Okay, we do our best. We do a, our best out here. Part-time Again, if you folks. want us, we would be happy uh, to you know do whatever was necessary. If uh, you know we could substitute our, our, our incomes for our, our homes and our food uh, by doing this, you know, I think we would have a long conversation. And, you we know, could be famous. We, we could be famous, uh, but we need your help to make that happen. We can't do that on our own. <laughs> Call 1-800. So, and for the so, low, low price of... We have a GoFundMe link in the description of the episode. No. Uh, so, yeah. So, if you, if, you, if you want us to be more consistent... Help we actually really us. love our day jobs. If uh, anyone from our day jobs... We do, actually. Listening. We really do. And honestly, I can't imagine either of us doing anything different than what we do on a day-to-day basis. No, so, no. Uh, you, know, uh, you know... You'll have to deal you, with the though, inconsistent for hanging schedule. Out with us. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, um, okay. Well, thank you all. Let's jump into it. Uh, we will also do our best to... Um, all kidding aside, we will do our best to be upfront about what the holiday schedule is going to be because yes, we are coming into be. the holiday season so yeah there might be some changes but we'll do our best to try to be clear about that and kind mm-hmm. of how things might shift if things will shift so stay tuned for for some of those updates um but before that or until then i should say let's get into it so trisha tanaka is dead initially trisha aired Tanaka's in the dead. u.s on she's dead she's <laughs> on dead. february 28th, 2007. Uh, It was seen by an estimated 12.78 million viewers. Uh, And then to give you a little background reminder about what happens in this episode, the character of Hurley is featured in the episode's flashbacks as he reminisces over his father abandoning his family for 17 years. On the island, Hurley works with Jin and Sawyer to repair an old Volkswagen camper van while Kate ponders what to do about the still-captured Jack. So that is your reminder of what we are talking about today. Andreas, IGN, 
They've ranked all 113 episodes of Lost uh, last week, uh, we or last episode, I should say, depending on when you're all listening to this. We discovered that Stranger in a Strange Land was ranked as the 113th episode. So we, we have now at this point one bookend complete. Uh, we that do is have the one bookend complete. Yeah, we know. We haven't, we, know. we haven't gotten to number one. one number one no. has not been discussed by us yet. So no. um, could it be this one? I don't know. Where do you think they ranked Trisha Tanaka as dead? Uh, I really like this episode. It, it also might be because I watched it immediately after watching the previous episode, which I despised. Um, so, um, but I think that that bias is going to work for everybody. I'm going to go in the 30s. Wow. Um, they are not as optimistic as you. In uh, fact, they are far from being as optimistic as you. Uh, this is number 112. What? <laughs> I was shocked by that as well. I, I did uh, not think that this deserved 112. That is shocking. Yeah. Um, so I'll give you a little bit here. I think I can read most of this. Um, again, no spoilers. There's some things about kind of where the show is heading generally, but no spoilers. Uh, and it says, is there a better metaphor that Lost was running in circles at this point in season three then seeing several of the castaways driving in circles on the island with goofy grins on their faces. This episode ran immediately after Stranger in a Strange Land, underscoring the troubling place the series was in at the time, which would change shortly after leading towards season, season three's revitalizing conclusion. Admittedly, some of the elements that make this episode so annoying, especially the Dharma van Hurley sets about fixing up, uh, would later... Blah, blah, blah. I can't say any of that. Um, but, with the dull, but with a dull story on the island and fla flashbacks weekly giving Hurley the requisite daddy issues so many of the other characters already had, it was clear Lost needed to make a big change soon to recapture what was special about the show. Thankfully, they did. Dot, dot, dot. So here's my thing. Is that I guess I do agree about of Hurley's backstory stuff was a little like eh it was fine but I actually found the main plot the driving and stuff I actually found that to be really sweet it was kind of sudden with Sawyer and Kate's arrival you are kind of like they do kind of throw Sawyer into that and it's like but he would be like I know that Sawyer's like tough guy or whatever but he would like have PTSD like he would like you know like he would be like recovering it you know, he wouldn't be, he wouldn't be who he was in that episode. And it, and it felt like a little, like, like it undermined kind of their homecoming a little bit. But I found it in isolation outside of that, like, nice, actually. They needed that I agree to connect. I thought it was actually a really nice moment to see these characters, like, just, like, interact with each other and, like, solve a problem and, like... <laughs> learn about each other a little bit. <laughs> like, that was, like, I thought were really... For what a filler episode is, which is most of a season in a 20-episode season, I thought that this was pretty good. Um, especially, again, the, the, the main plot stuff. B-plot, yeah, sure. That's why I didn't rank it super high. Um, but, you know, I, th I, I really liked it. I thought it was a good, I thought it was a good return to form uh, in, in, a, in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, so I think this is an example of 
Well, I'm going to go ahead and give credit where credit's due. So our, our dear friend about Brad. about a lot of character stuff in this episode. Like this is like covering yeah. the most ground. <laughs> so, so our dear friend Brad wrote in, and this I think is exactly the point that we kind of started discussing last, last time in Stranger in a Strange Land, the difference yeah. between, I was kind of talking about the difference between uh, a filler episode and then a, a bad filler episode, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think this is a great point. Uh, Brad wrote, this was one of those episodes that would never get made today, but in the days of the 24 episode season made for entertaining filler. And I think that Mm -hmm. that's a perfect description, right? If you're going to have to do filler episodes, which 24 season, 24 episode seasons have to have filler. That's why they don't make them anymore. This is a pretty good way to do it. Uh, You bring your characters together. You, you do something that's rather entertaining. Um, if there was, I, I agree wholeheartedly with you that if there was any room for improvement, it was the flashbacks. I, I, the flashbacks, I'm going to just go ahead and be straight up. I think the flashbacks were bad. Um, I don't think that they were interesting. I, I do think that they were repetitive uh, in terms of the daddy issues thing that the IGN authors brought up. Um, and I just don't think that it really told us anything new about Hurley. Despite the fact, I mean, it told us that his dad was out of his life for 17 years, but what did it tell us about him as a character that was new? I don't think anything. That's fair. I I definitely agree with that. Again, I I think the flashbacks, I think they, the very first one, right? Like the opening scene of the episode with him and his dad, that is a bad scene. I, there's no escaping that. Um, But I thought that, for the, you know, like the asteroid hitting it and... Which is yeah. absolutely insane. <laughs> no, but that's funny. We, I think that that's funny. It's, right? it's, it's like, hilarious. He talks about like being cursed. He's like, death follows me around everywhere. <laughs> and it's like, I thought that that was good. I thought that that was... No, we weren't learning a whole lot about Hurley. But again, this was a, you know, like... I, I wasn't necessarily looking to know more about Hurley's personality. I'm actually... Yeah, this is just like kind of covering some events in Hurley's life. That's interesting, I think, on its face. Um, and it there was some parallel with what was happening on the island. Um, I do think it gets lost in the daddy issue stuff for sure. It gets it, it gets what, Andres? It gets lost. <laughs> <laughs> My turn. We nailed it, we nailed it this time. Uh, we nailed it this time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then. Um, and now I totally lost my train of thought. Of oh, I'm oh, so okay. sorry. You were saying that. Oh, go ahead. It gets lost in the daddy issues. And um, I definitely think that that is, is, is sort of where the, where the show is sort of undermined. Because it, then it, it does undermine that kind of the, du, you know, the duology or whatever of what's happening in the, in the, in the, in the past uh, in flashbacks and what's happening on the island. Again, I think the episodes are the strongest when that connection is really clear, right? We're getting a lot of, like, playback. And this episode, I think, starts off with a good, like, vibe with that and then totally loses it in favor of, like, going down this daddy issues road. It was like, oh, because with the thing they wanted to do to tie it together was that he was fixing a car. And it's like, well, the literal thing of him fixing a car, that's not what makes that connection interesting. It would be, like, some sort well, of... Well, I think it's a little more thing. than that. I think it's I think, hope. The, yeah. I think the message is hope, right? And that's what Hurley keeps preaching is you got to have hope. You got to have yeah. hope. And I think that there was, he got that from his dad, right? Like the dad says something to him about that. And then the yeah. dad does ultimately come back. Um, 
we could argue whether or not that's like a fulfilling story, the way that it's portrayed. But the idea is that his dad does ultimately come back. And so mm-hmm. I think the message was supposed to be the car is simply symbolic of this idea of creating something that's going to give people a sense of hope and a sense of joy in the process. Yeah. Right. And it's, I think part of the issue with the episode you could argue is that it's very similar to what we saw with the golf course. Yeah. I would agree. Right. Like it's, it's almost a repeat storyline of let's have a golf course because we need to have something fun to do. And it's like, is there anything more to Hurley besides these episodes where it's fun, you know? And you even get it in his theme music, right? He has his very, his very own, very noticeable music, right? (laughs) And other characters have that too. I think Sun has a theme, um, music that plays when she's kind of having a storyline and and other characters have it, but his is the most like kind of silly. It's like chaotic sounding music, right? And it's just kind of the same thing with Hurley again and again. That's that's the part where I'm feeling a little bit like this was fun to watch. And I, I appreciated the four of them together. There's really something about the Jin, Charlie, Sawyer, Hurley foursome that really works. Those four together are really fun to watch. Um, and there yeah. was some good laughs and some good smiles and... But it's from a broader storytelling perspective, it is feeling very repetitive with Hurley at this point. That's true. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, and that definitely makes me rethink my my guess. I wouldn't guess that now had, had I been able to walk through that thought um, beforehand. Because it does... Yeah, we don't learn a whole lot about uh, Hurley's personality. Um, but it would be one thing to not do that. and But it's another to like not be able to tell a different story with a character to like you only view this character as jovial and i think we can all think about why that would be maybe problematic when it comes to hurley's character um and so yeah that that's a really good point and something that i was not really considering until just now um when you were talking about that so and I think That's they have really protected against that a little bit with some of the deeper level backstories that he's had, right? Like Definitely. The, the time that he was in the mm-hmm. psychiatric hospital, like I think there was a lot there to chew on. And so I think they've, I think they've done a decent enough job in, in avoiding making us think that Hurley is only comic relief or avoided us thinking he's only jovial. Like I, I don't think yeah. that. I think it's just that I'm like ready to learn something new about him, which I think leads to one of our listener questions that I think we should actually talk about in the spoiler and the unspoiled section. Okay. So let's start here in the unspoiled section. I'm curious on your thoughts on this (laughs) and then we'll repose it again for a broader level discussion later. So what do you think Hurley's growth arc is supposed to be at this point in the show? Um... My interpretation based on this episode is that he it's it, it's kind of like an inverse. It's not that he's he's growing. He he's trying to like retain something. Like Hurley's story is like how does he retain himself and his personality and his outlook on life despite all the other shit that's going on. Um and I think that that's true here. And in fact, his ability to do that, like, he's insecure, I think, about how he contributes and, like, what his role 
in society and in other people's lives is I think he has a lot of insecurity. He's insecure about saying being seen as only the funny guy, only the whatever, right? And learning that like what his his contribution is like this, right? Like inspiring people and like keeping people grounded and keeping people present in the moment and mindful and like I think that that's supposed to be his growth. Um at least a little bit. So that's my sort of interpretation. And so it is a little different than other people where it's like they have like clear like problems they need to overcome. There is that insecurity thing, but I think it's more of like him like reminding like, no, just like be you. And that's actually like the most powerful thing out of anything else that's going on here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, that's a great so, yeah. point. And I think if I had had to answer that question first, it would have said, I don't know. And, and I think that that actually, but it's interesting, right? Because I think that that leads to the different focal points that we walked away with from this episode. I think you could argue that that's why you were able to enjoy the episode more, because if that's the kind of backstory that you're coming to the table with in your mind, as far as like who this character is and what their growth trajectory is, that's actually a very powerful story. Like that's a very powerful storyline. Um, that I yeah. really like and makes me rethink a little bit some of what I was saying about kind of the static nature of of this character. Um, that there's well, something I think that, for that. Like, like both things are true, right? Like I think that they've handled Hurley's character. I, I think at first, at the beginning of the show, I didn't think we got, got enough of him. Um, and then I think the showwriters kind of cut on, so we've gotten more of him. And But then I think that we haven't gotten much more. Like we kind of got that first kind of like, okay, a little bit, a little bit more, right? There's, there's, as you said, there's a little bit more here. There's a little bit more to unpack. He's, he's pretty, right? There's a complex character here. There's complex. And then it's just like, oh, we're just rehashing that again. So like, there is nothing else to this character. Like he is pretty much one-sided at that. Like, I do think that that's still true ultimately. Um, and why this episode like doesn't quite hit as good as it should um because it's like yeah we've been kind of talking about this stuff with her late pretty much the whole time with this character um well, let's talk, and he's let's not put somebody a bow on went, that yeah yeah i don't know if you guys heard that but the <laughs> a-l-e-x-a uh individual <laughs> decided it was time to speak up for reasons unknown to me that is um, really weird <laughs> <laughs> Let's put a bow on this discussion and come yeah. back to it in the spoiler section. I think so I think too. we've said all we can say for the unspoiled section on that yeah. specific topic. Mm-hmm. Um. So okay. Um. Nikki and Paulo continue to be annoying. They're they still there annoying. hanging out. They're still there hanging out. They have a weird chemistry between them. I don't understand it's anything. Honestly, inexplicable. Um, I was so happy that Paulo didn't go on the boys' trip. I was. Thank I was, God. Oh my God! I was sweating bullets because I could see him like building up to him. I'm like, please, yeah. do not. Put I would have had to turn my scene. TV off. I just want to see these characters together. Like, if you're yeah. gonna put anybody else there? Give me Saeed. Like, right? Like, let's get. Yes. Where has Saeed been, by the way? <laughs> We get a little shot of him. We we see him for a hot second. Did we? Uh, yeah, for for like right when they uh, get to camp, he's there. Okay, um, okay. I did joke. I, I I always love is like the who are the rest of these people? <laughs> they could be anyone. They could be any. They could literally person. be anyone. And you know, I they might again. They seriously might as well be like the extras. It just 
I hope that that's what they did. I hope that it was just they're just whoever they had on set that day. They're like, uh, right. right, yeah. <laughs> who's not doing yeah. something? Get, who's catering today? Can you also take a break and come be an extra for a minute? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, um. Okay, I actually don't have anything else other than the end of the episode. Uh, we have Kate going to Rousseau and suggesting that perhaps they ha- the others have her 16-year-old daughter. Yes, exactly. Uh, big, big, big reveal there at the end. Yeah. Uh, to be mm-hmm. determined what happens next. But did you have anything else for spoiler discussion before unspoiled segments? No, uh, I didn't. Uh, okay. I think we pretty much... Okay, so um, no Walt count. Michael's not in the episode. So uh, no CPR either. Uh, so that remains. Uh, and did you have a nickname? No, I did not. I did have a nickname. Um, and it's primarily because of how the nickname is delivered. It's not the nickname itself, but it's the delivery of the line. Pearly refers to Sawyer as oh, Redneck yes, Man. Of course, yes. <laughs> I mean, that's I thought that that funny. was a really good scene. Uh... And uh, amongst all of it, again, we, we get some interactions with the characters, Her- Hurley's interactions with Charlie. Um, there's some of it that was a little corny and like on the nose for like the theme. I'm like, I, okay, come on. Um, and um, I don't necessarily believe that Charlie would have like just left Hurley to his own devices chasing Vincent down. Um, but I guess maybe he would. Maybe he would. I don't know. He's in a depressive state. So, you know, he's not really acting like himself. Um but anyways, I thought I, I that, that like there were a lot of really neat interactions um, and a lot of neat interactions because you know, with Kate and Sawyer and Jack kind of gone, I think that this is one thing that I'm a little bit sad about is that we didn't get more interactions from those characters without that main three there. I think that that could have been something that the showrunners um, really could have really like, you know, grew some characters and grew our attachment to some of them um, to give, you know, you know, to elevate some you know, some of their status because um, everything's kind of facilitated through those three. I guess those are the three main characters of the show. Um, I think, I feel like it was a little bit of a missed opportunity. Um, and I think this episode was a little bit of a reflection of that. It's like, oh, we could have had some really nice moments here, but we don't. That's true. That's true. Anyway. That would have been, yeah, that would have been a different <laughs> kind of first 10 episodes entirely, but I don't think yeah. it would have been bad. No, I don't think it would have been bad. I actually think it, it, it would have helped something. It's like, yeah, there's actually a lot. There's a lot happening. There's a lot of characters here. There's a lot going on. Like, we know nothing. Claire, the baby, like, like Desmond's time saying things. It's like we got yeah. some of it. But I think we could have been more, uh, they, they could have been more thoughtful with, uh, you know, taking advantage of that. Absolutely. Um, okay. So let's get into, if you would like to remain unspoiled. It is time for you to get lost. Get lost. See you later. Goodbye. It's spoily time. We're talking spoilies. Um, <sighs> so let's talk about the Hurley thing. Because I, I, I think that you hit the nail on the head. Because I don't really think it gets different. No. Even from this point forward. I think by the end no. of the show. And arguably that's why he's chosen. As the person to protect the island. Yes, I think so, ultimately. And I think that that's something they're trying to set up here. 
Um, so I'm really glad you intercepted that because we were starting to build towards some potentially dangerous territory. So yeah, um, I, yeah I was like, uh, whatever. At first I was like, well, I, I agree. We should move on from this topic or whatever. And then I was like, then like the light bulb clicked. I was like, oh, you're right. I see. I now see why you really want to talk about this in the spoil section. Um, yes. But yeah, ultimately I do think that, and that's what we're kind of, that's the setup, right? It's like ultimately... What Hurley needs to realize is that he just needs to be Hurley. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody needs to realize that, that, but they have other things. They have other mistakes or transgressions or guilt. Many or of them whatever. can't just accept themselves for who they are right they now. Are. He can't. Right he actually he can, can just accept he himself for who he is. Really just a yeah. And I think that that's sort of ultimately, yeah, why he, why he gets chosen. Um, Whoa, I and think- I also just had a moment that I realized that that is part of what his problem was with why he was hospitalized. Yes. Right? Because he has so much shame and guilt over the fact that he, those people died when he stepped out on the deck and, and he's, he's overweight and that's what contributed. Like, and so he hates himself because of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it really is ultimately just a journey of, of realizing that it's okay to be who he is and it's okay to accept who he is and that he has a lot to bring to the table. Right? Like this idea yeah. of hope is arguably the most powerful concept in this entire situation right now for the past three seasons. All these people have is the hope that this could get better, right? Yeah, or just like recognizing like what living life is, right? Like living life is about enjoying food. Like living life is about like doing random things. Like living life is about like playing games. Like that's like what's, that's what it is. And Everybody else, I think, yeah, they have all this other stuff. They, they, they can't see, like, the forest through the trees kind of a thing. And really can't um, in, in a way that nobody else really ever is able to in the show. And he always has had that ability the whole time. I do think that it's under underexplored. And I think that that's also part of when they're ranking the episodes. I've, I just was really thinking about it. I was like, why did I? I really found that episode kind of enjoyable. And they obviously hated it. I thought about the, the trope. And that's true. That is a trope with that, like, the body shaming and the things like that that I think is is really true um and I didn't necessarily think about that all the way through so um that's something to think about with this episode but then but I think overall it's true that they don't necessarily explore that with Hurley and I think that that maybe is some of the resentment about how the show ends is that Hurley could have been a really cool and really powerful character if they really trusted that but then they kind of get scared by it their own stereotypes and their own kind of right inability to get over some of that and so we we under we underserve his storyline a little bit and ultimately um you know so then his role at the end doesn't quite land the way that it should um, you kind of have to connect you know. the dots on your own a little bit they're yeah, there kind of have the to dots co- are yeah, there, there. you explained yeah. it but it's it's yeah. you have to kind of do that work yeah you kind of have to do yeah you have to kind of go through that mental work um, because again, I think the showrunner is more able to kind of get out of their own way. Again, particularly with some of the biases and redundancy, not being able to think about the story more complicated because they get stuck on, we see this, they get stuck. It's like Kate's character is stuck because they can't get over like sexist tropes. Hugo's character is stuck because they can't really get over some like homophobic stuff. <laughs> like, and so like, and I think that they are trying to do their best within the confines of the structure of thinking that was available to the, the show, like the people who were making shows like that at that time actually think that they're really trying their best to try to break some of those things down. But you do see some of that like fundamental ignorance of where we were as a society back then. 
Um, mm -hmm. And I think Lost played a really important role in being able to create a TV show again where some of that stuff was examined and thought about critically. Um, and I think that that's really the power of the show um, and, its, and its legacy. But again, there are still some shortcomings given when in time that comes. Uh, and I think that this is one of those things that flares out. And then I think comes back when people think about, oh, the ending's disappointing or people don't like the ending. I think this is one of those things. If you're able to see past some of that stuff, then I think it lands because you're really able to appreciate Hurley for who he is. But if you can't or you can't forget the showrunners for how they're not able to do that, then I, I can see why there's some frustration there. And I think the more that I'm sitting here thinking about it, the more that I'm remembering that at some point in the in either season one or season two, I said something similar to the fact to the effect of like Hurley is the one that has to do the least amount of growth. I, I remember saying that at some mm -hmm. point and kind of forgot that I said that because it is in some ways it's underexplored in the sense that it's not highlighted enough. Cause like mm -hmm. I, I, like I said, I remember saying that. And then, so why is it that now fast forward to discussion today's episode that I'm like, why could I not put that together? And it's like, because I'm seeing it as static instead of seeing it as consistent, right? Cause those yeah. are different things. Static is boring, yeah. generally speaking, when in your, when you're yeah. talking about film or, or TV, mm -hmm. um, but Especially consistent is, so, is like good character analysis like yeah and another show like i think like other kinds of fantasy or sci-fi shows that do have like strong characters and things like that sometimes can get get away with like more static character because you're doing so many you're will world building oh, so much yeah. or whatever and like there's some of that in lost but it's still fundamentally a character show and so yeah when that thread which is one of the main ones <laughs> doesn't quite you know have the meat to it that it should Again, I, I definitely can understand why some people it didn't it didn't work. Yeah. Um, again, I I feel like I see it, uh, and I really appreciate it. I've always felt that connection to Hurley's character, um, and and I don't think it's like less he had less work to do. It was just the nature of which and of the so work the is byproduct different. of like what let me let me out, rephrase like what this yeah the work the, the he had less work to do to not have his issues harm other people. Yes. I definitely agree with that. And he's, he, he really, he was already re in a really good play. Like, despite everything that's been going on, Hurley's always really thought about other people, sometimes yes. problematically. Like, he's unable to accept himself for who he is because he's so concerned about what that is, what that's perceived like to other people and how it impacts other people and if it hurts them or makes them uncomfortable or whatever. He's just, yeah. that is always what he's thinking about. He's really anxious about that to some degree. And so his growth was learning how not to be and like just accept himself for who he is and like but also still try to think about people and like knowing right that th those things can coexist or whatever. Um, and I think that that sort of I think you are supposed to see that kind of holistically when you go throughout the show. So then that way, when you look back, you're able to be like, oh, that's definitely why Hurley was chosen instead of everybody else. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and like because and, and because a lot of the stuff that happens to him, it's like isn't necessarily his fault, right? Like, even if there's things that he could improve on, right? Even if there's things that he could have done better, right? Or whatever, like, or not been reactive to, or whatever so happens to be, a lot of it was externally caused, right? It really was, like, bad luck, or, like, it really was, like, whatever. And for most other characters, it was because of their own, like, hubris or... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like, you know... <laughs> 
for inability sure. to process their trauma or like whatever Great addiction point. struggle with addiction right like right those are like the internalized things and, and her yeah. never had that because he always thought about people yeah anyway so, did you go. have anything else for a spoiler section no i honestly didn't even think that we'd get that deep about this episode uh i really thought we'd talk a little bit about the like oh it's like a nice moment to get them i, I didn't even think about all of this stuff but uh no i uh fascinating that's the beauty of loss there's always something there's always, there's always something. something there's always something even when you when you, even when you don't think even episode 112 out of 113 there's 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 a lot to talk about and we think we've i've had some we've had some of the more substance and substantive discussions um over these last two episodes so uh yeah i agree completely we're getting to that point in the show too i think um yeah i think where so you know and, things are starting to kind of you can see kind of this starting to kind of come together to what direction we're going to be heading in i think yeah and these there, two episodes is... we're we're a turning point for that yes absolutely i i definitely think it's the case of hitting rock bottom and you can start to see the awareness i think the showrunners might be even realized that they were going to kind of bottom out and like mm-hmm. they're trying to ramp it up right that's part of why there was some discussion of we need to know they made this decision in the middle of a season right mm-hmm. that they needed to know and like Presumably, then they would make the decision about what that looked like and so on and so forth. Um, so they did really pivot in response to this. And again, I think that that's one of the neat things about loss. And one of the cool things about the, the loss experience was that the show does really flip this corner once it gets it. It, it establishes a sense of direction again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have one other thing I just realized. Uh, do you remember who Roger is? The guy in the van? Oh, No. I had a feeling you you wouldn't. Um, stay tuned then. Oh, Roger oh. will be back to uh, to haunt us for lack of a better. I did phrase. remember Roger. Uh, that was one thing I I I, I was going to say was out of all the episodes we uh, out of I remember the first like two or three episodes pretty well um, because I'd, I'd seen them or most of them before. Um, but then out of since then I haven't really remembered or I haven't really watched any of this. This episode, there was the most, like, the asteroid hitting the thing and the lady dying. I think they show that multiple times uh, throughout the show. Um, and then Roger, I was just like, there's something about him and the van. Like, I was just like, I, this is all stuff that I am familiar there with. Is, there is. There uh, is. It's not going to come back it, for a but, while, but, yeah, but eventually is. we will get a reveal about Roger. About Roger? So, Dang. I hope I remember by the time we get there. Stay uh, tuned. That's my fear. Stay um, tuned. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. All right. Well, thank you all for hanging out with us. We appreciate your time immensely. And uh, we'll be back next time with season three, episode 11. Peace out, everyone.
get lost.